listening to The Chartographers. It is a music-loving podcast for music-loving people where we take every single album by a particular artist and we rank it all from worst to first. It's a thing that we do, and if you had a time machine and you traveled back and you spoke to season one Evan and Taryn, if you asked them if they could do a Jay-Z episode, I'm pretty sure we could say no. I'm pretty sure we wouldn't have the level of knowledge or experience or brevity in terms of talking about this. I feel like by the end of season one, I could have maybe been like, yeah, we can try it. Not at the start, though. I don't think we would have had the maturity or the ability to process something as dense or as crazy as the artist that we're dealing with today, an extremely prolific rapper, probably arguably one of the greatest rappers of all time. Uh, And guys, listen, you know him. He is H to the Izzo. He is the hustler for the customer. He is Beyonce's husband. And most importantly, of all, he's Jazzo's best friend. That's right, guys. We're talking about the one, the only, Jay-Z! Uh, Hove, if you're nasty. And the thing is, Jay-Z, man, let me tell you, born in Brooklyn, grew up, didn't actually finish high school because he was actually got involved in uh, slinging rock and actually legitimately used that as a way to actually get his career <laughs> Never going sounded whiter. <laughs> slinging rock? Have you ever slung the rock before? Uh, but most importantly, though, he legitimately, when he came out to put, making his music and pushing out his music, he formed his own record label uh, and essentially it was an independent artist that put out this album called Reasonable Doubt in 1996. A Notorious B.I.G. was on it. He was actually decently popular, and then gradually over time, because of his association with Notorious, he also wound up working with Puff Daddy, becoming maybe a little bit too pop, and then eventually becoming one of regarded as one of the most successful rappers of all time. Uh, like, literally every single album of his has debuted or peaked at number one, starting with uh, Volume 2, Hard Knock Life. It's a crazy, crazy thing that he's been on, and we are going to talk about all of his goddamn albums today. We're going to rank them, because we're the church photographers are crazy people and that's what we do who are the people doing the ranking let me tell you first off there's me i'm evan Saudi. you might know me as an interviews editor at pop matters you've seen my writing in a bunch of other places but most importantly i hope that you know me as the co-host of joe button's podcast i'm kidding no i hope you know me as the host of this podcast because i love this podcast and if you know anything about this podcast then you know the person sitting next to me the dame dash to my jc that's right guys the yeah. one the only <laughs> taryn o'reilly hey <laughs> Dame Dad, I would, would you, you prefer know, I go with the Beanie Siegel? Because I was like, expecting wanna... Beyonce. Oh, but... <laughs> see, yeah, I'm up to the it. Beyonce <laughs> to my Jay Z. No, nope, it's too late too now. Late now. Maybe something right, else. Exactly. All right. Well, the thing is that like you and I do this thing, but we need someone else to help out. We need yeah, the damn right we do. Yeah, we need the Timbaland to help us out on here. Okay. And because it's, and listen, let me tell you something. He's, he's our just plays. He's, he's our, our Timbaland. He's our everything, basically. This is the third time he's been on an episode. You might have seen him on various streaming platforms and esports games. He is PXGI Redman and yeah. making his third appearance, he is now a member of the Chartographers, Chartographers All-Stars! All-Stars. That's right, guys. Hey, All-Stars. It is Shannon White is back! Shannon! How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm probably more excited for this than I was for Kendrick. And Outcast. And Outcast. Because it's like so much. I'm so happy to be here. And for anyone that's listening, please do not message me. <laughs> Zen, shout out to you. Do not talk to me <laughs> about my opinions on this episode. Okay? You don't just, even want them to talk to you about don't it? Don't talk to me but about no, I think it. they should talk to you about your opinions, but they should not talk to you about your opinions on Michael Jordan. Uh, because don't... apparently people are stopping Shannon in the streets after he made some controversial statements <laughs> yeah. on our Kendrick so, episode. Um, but I'm very excited. This is one of my favorite artists of all time. I'm so excited. I've learned a lot from him. Mm-hmm. Granted, I don't sling rock or anything, yeah. but Slinging you know, rock. Um, this is one of the most art- iconic artists of my lifetime. When, whenever Jay Z goes, it's gonna be a very sad day for me. So while he's here, yeah. I love to celebrate him. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely excited for this episode. So thank you guys for having me on of again. Course. Yeah, I mean, you let it be known to us that. If there was a JT episode, you had to be on it. So the fates have a line, and we have a lot of albums to talk about. Yes. So just straight up, let's just talk about the ones that we have. Of course, we have the de- debut, Reasonable Doubt, 1996. The slightly poppier In My Lifetime, Volume 1 from 1997. There is Volume 2, a 
Hard Knock Life from 1998. There is, is it a Persona? Volume 3, Life and Times of <laughs> S. Carter from 1999. And then, of course, there is the magnum opus that a lot of people consider the Blueprint from 2001. The double-disc effort that was The Gift and the Curse of Blueprint 2 from 2002. There is this I'm Retiring album, The Black Album from 2003. The I'm Not Retiring album, Kingdom Come from 2006. <laughs> there is uh, the not actually a soundtrack, but he still was very inspired by the movie American Gangster from 2007. There was the uh, Top 40 pop effort that was The Blueprint 3 in 2009. There was the, hey, you have a Samsung phone? Magna Carta Holy Grail from 2013. And there was the, by the way, I screwed things up pretty bad, guys. 444 from 2017. So that's 12 albums. That's a lot. And here's the thing. Jay-Z has more albums than that. He has a lot more albums than that. A mm-hmm. lot of collaborations. And I kind of want to talk about, because like because he has so goddamn many collaborative yeah. albums, and because we've already talked about Watch the Throne on our Kanye episode, mm-hmm. because he only had that one collaborative album at the time, I think we need to jettison all the collaborative albums. Mm-hmm. And that includes the Streets is Watching soundtrack from 1998. There is some considered a Jay-Z album still, The Dynasty, Rock La Familia from 2000. Mm-hmm. It is pretty much a Jay-Z album. There's like... Five spots from other people, but Beanie Siegel is on every fucking track yeah. with them, basically. Yeah. So it's a and while it does have a few of his most iconic songs, unquestionably, gotta give it to me. I mean, yeah. right? Yeah, it's still we have enough to work with here. <laughs> right. that I don't and there, and there's actually, you know, that album is even to Jay Z considered a collaborative effort because mm-hmm. a little bit of backstory. That album was just marketed as Rock Life Familiar. Yeah, but in order to uptick the sales. They made it a Jay Z effort. That's oh. the only reason. So oh. it's a literally only a Jay Z album because Def Jam thought it was a genius idea to boost the sales. Okay. So it was actually created, formatted everything as a collaborative as album. As like a posse album. Nice. Yeah. yeah. All right. Great. Well, that makes me feel even better about not including it. Uh, there is The Best of Both Worlds, a lie of an album title, which was his R. Kelly <laughs> collaboration uh, for 2002. There was Unfinished Business, another R. Kelly full-length collaborative album from 2004. There is his mashup, remember mashups, EP Collision Course from 2004. Of course, there is uh, his collaboration with uh, Kanye, Watch the Throne, 2011. And then there was a full-length album collaboration with Beyonce, Everything is Love, from 2018. And, uh, guys, it's so many fucking collaborative albums. Yes. I don't want to talk about them. We'd have a three-part episode. And we don't want to do that to you. We're not, <laughs> well, in part eight of this episode, we, yeah, well, Rock La Familia, no, I'm not going to yeah. do it. Okay. So, we're just jettisoning all those. So, we have 12 albums left. That is Reasonable Doubt. That is In My Lifetime. That is Volume 1, Volume 2, Volume 3. That is The Blueprint. That is The Blueprint 2. That is The Black Album. That is Kingdom Come, American Gangster, The Blueprint 3, Magna Carta, Holy Grail, and 444 are, is what is up for consideration. So, whew, that is a lot of Jay-Z albums. We're going to get into the myth, the mythos, the idea of if he is really a top 5 MC. There's so much to get into here. I'm so excited. We will debate. Opinions are open. My opinions are wide open on this, though. <laughs> yeah. I'm very excited. But most importantly, Shannon... You're the guest. You're the Chartographer's All-Star, officially mm-hmm. licensed, trademark. Uh, and most importantly, though, when it comes to these 12 albums, just nominating it, not saying anything definitively, number 12, what would you nominate as the worst Whew. Jay-Z album? Okay. Now. <laughs> I'm so excited. This is a, for me, uh-huh. this is an easier decision. Oh. This was the easiest decision. This oh. was the only easy decision in this list. Mm-hmm. And this is my opinion. Okay. Okay. You, you keep saying so, like it's going to be controversial. No, it might be. I don't know. Okay. I don't know because I don't know. Like, Jay-Z, like, people really have different opinions. He about literally when... was having an argument the day of the taping with other people about what is the best Jay-Z yes. album. Yeah. Um, but as far as the worst goes, my least favorite Jay-Z album is Magna Carta, Holy Grail. Thank God. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh. See, see, people, oh. people will argue with me about that. That's insane because it's garbage. I mean, it's, it's okay. like... It has some of the worst beats, and and that, and that was a rare miss for Jay Z. Yeah, beat selection was an issue for a lot of people. It's just like these are really Jay Z. Really, I mean, it these? wasn't Nas. He was never had apocalyptic uh, taste towards beats. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing, and let's also just keep in mind in context, this is coming off of his first ever number one in terms of Empire State of Mind. This was a Samsung exclusive album, so like Samsung technically bought quote unquote two million copies, so it was double platinum the day of release. It was this whole thing, and like this is an album where the primary producer on it is Timbaland. 
And the thing is, that's an exciting prospect. Mm -hmm. But the beats that Timbaland creates for Jay-Z are so different than the beats that Timbaland creates for virtually any other artist. Mm -hmm. You think about Aaliyah, you think about Missy. Well, I also think by 2013, we weren't getting peak Timbaland anymore. And yeah, that is we evident it is throughout this true. entire fucking album. <laughs> yeah. right? And the thing is, what is Jay-Z's persona? What is his aesthetic? It is braggadocio. Mm-hmm. It is always, I'm the best, I'm better than you, I'm better than any of you other rappers. That's pretty much his whole thing. Mm-hmm. And there are variations to it. There are certain you know exceptions to it on a track-by-track basis. This whole album is just reads as almost atonal to me like it is just it is just like it's such a rough thing to hear from the beat of picasso baby and like tara and i had a big debate i think holy grail his justin timberlake collaboration timberlake's parts run on way too long the beat's actually kind of cool but timberlake is like half the fucking song honestly honestly the more i listened to it this week the more i realized i like the the timberlake parts I think Jay's verses are solid. I think the production on the verses is solid. It would be a much better song if it didn't try to interpolate Smells Like Teen Spirit for no fucking reason. What is it doing there? What is it doing in this song? It, it comes out of nowhere. It doesn't fit the tone or the key that the song is in. It doesn't work with the beat that's on the verses or with Justin Timberlake's part that comes immediately after it. It's just like a huge clusterfuck. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's still the strongest song on this album. Really? And then there's just a bunch of crap. I I like Somewhere in America a lot. Yeah, that's breezy and it has the brassy New Orleans horns and then it ends. Even though Somewhere in America, Miley Miley Cyrus is still twerking, just so you know. I mean, right, which is not a, the greatest yeah. lyric. On, okay, I have two takeaways from this, and only two. Mm-hmm. Uh, BBC, which is kind of this weird little really? Pharrell Latin number. You I, like BBC? I do. Oh my yeah. god. This song has like, for me, this, 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 album, this album has like three to four nominations for like worst Jay-Z songs. Beats alone. Uh-huh. Like, you when you said atonal, that's so accurate, but even like Oceans the, the hook... Killed. I mean, Oceans, Oceans isn't the worst thing on here. I'm talking about, like, Heaven. I'm talking about Verses. I'm talking about Jay-Z Blue. Okay. What's even happening on the this The only thing I will say is that Jay-Z Blue, lyrically, that song fascinates me. And I feel right. like he undercuts his own argument, because here he is talking about was it he, everything he wants to do for his daughter. And I really feel like having a kid really humanized him to a certain degree. I think, honestly, marrying uh, Beyonce changed his worldview a little bit. For sure. And, and the thing is, Taryn and I were having this debate earlier in the week. Jay-Z's views on women in rap songs is fascinating. Because he talks about hoes. He talks about women that are already hoes, but he's never like, you know, fuck that bitch. He's never like, you know, like smack a hoe. He's, he's always like, let's just go to a place where hoes are. Let's enjoy the hoes <laughs> right. that are there. Like, let's go see some hoes. Yeah, yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. Like, he, he just... He just wants to fuck the hoes. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Except, but then he stops talking about that once yeah. he got with Beyonce. Yeah. Like, that yeah. totally drops. And, like, it's one of the weird things. I'm not saying that uh, Jay-Z's a feminist, necessarily. You know, he's got a couple questionable lyrics Especially early time. on. Exactly. But oh. it's one of the things where, like, in terms of everything else that was going on in the rap game, especially when you think about gangster rap, like, it's surprisingly tasteful to a oh, yeah. degree. So, like, like, I just dislike this album. I actually... <laughs> I completely hate Holy Grail. Like I hate that it exists. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. I really, and fair. it's and it's mostly because I don't like my rap records to have such a poppy sound like mm-hmm. that. Like I it just it's too it's not like it's so full to hey, me. You love Jay-Z. That's I mean cuz like he's been on a journey with that. Right. Yeah, yeah but, yeah. but it's like some of them do it well, but this is like too like if it was just Justin Timberlake, I would probably like the song more. I think like like if it was yeah, a Justin, it almost feels like Justin Timberlake made a song, had a concept. Jay Z heard Justin Timberlake on the track because him and Tim, because you know Justin Timberlake and Timberland have I a long standing relationship yeah, as well. Years. So I feel like uh, Timberland played this song for Jay Z, and Jay Z was like, "Oh, you know, I jump on, I could put some verses on that, put on the album." Like it doesn't seem as right, like like, m- like planned out as Jay Z's songs right. usually are, and I just and and again, this is at the point where I really hate. Justin Timberlake, <laughs> yeah. like 
This is, well, so this it's like, is, right, yeah. he was very saturated at this point. Yeah, so right I'm like, after 2020 yeah. yeah, and it's like, and like, and that's the thing that frustrates me about JC Blue is he's talking about the idea of like growing up and seeing so many absent black fathers because he grew up in a household where his father left, so mm -hmm. he's basically you know raised by Gloria Carter, like, and he, he dealt with families like that, and he doesn't want that for his blue. He's insulated with millions of dollars, I'm not worried about that. I like that he addresses that, and then the very next song, La Familia, he talks, uh, uh like to some other rappers, he talks about like, put your dresses up for me to see because I think I can see your ovaries and it's just like God come on like you're just like you're undercutting your own fucking arguments yeah. here so yeah. I'm not gonna argue Magna Carta Holy Grail I want to toss out my domination that I would have for worst here mm -hmm. I'm not sure how controversial it's gonna be but for me there's some good songs off of volume three the life and times of S. Oh. Carter but there are some horrendous songs on yeah. there. And I feel like, honestly, Volume 2, Hard Knock Life, had the song Hard Knock Life. It was kind of his pop breakthrough to a degree. Mm -hmm. It samples fucking Annie. The musical Annie. And that's <laughs> and astonishing. And then Beanie Siegel later did it. Wait, he did, Jay Z hopped in that one song, Anything, you know, mm -hmm. Anything. Oh, anything. I love that song. Exactly. Which is I just like, oh, you're copying that fucking formula, man. Yeah. But like, and I feel like a lot of rappers may have viewed it like, oh, you fucking sold out, man. I mean, a lot of people said with Volume 1 because they had the sleeker Puff Daddy production on yeah, there. Yeah, and he had Sunshine. Right, right, right. And all this uh, stuff, which is why he put out Streets Sunshine. is Watching. Yeah. Because of the backlash from Volume 1. And I really feel like Volume 3 is a reaction of even that. Even even more. I feel mm. like this is him going as fucking hard as he goddamn can. Right. And like not even him going hard. I feel like he's doing the pose of like I'm a fucking gangsta. That's yeah. the whole fucking point of it. And the thing is that I am fascinated with Jay-Z's fascination of old school gangsters. The Scarface, okay, I'm reloaded. That line yeah. shows up at least three times across his discography. Yeah. He loves Frank Sinatra. Yeah, like yeah. take a drink every time he says Sinatra. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, fuck. You, you will be, be drunk. Like, yeah. You will be drunk. Like, and that's part of the reason why I think when he saw Black Gangster, when he saw, like, Haz growing up and seeing all these gangster movies, and it's just white guys, older white Italian guys, playing the, you know, being embodied in these roles, seeing a black guy do that, I feel like he connected with that instantly. It's just like, yeah. oh, fuck, that's exactly what I want. Which is, spoiler alert, I think American Gangster, one of his better albums, but... We're gonna get there. Oh, yeah. But that's why <laughs> this one here, like, listen, Big Pimpin', he's disowned it, he thinks it's kind yeah, of a trash I, yeah, song. Yeah, um... I can't. I, I don't like that song as much bam, anymore. Bam, 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 and I blame clubs for that because they play that song every single club you go to, and it's like, it's old. Like, mm -hmm. stop playing this song. We're over it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. I get that. You like it? <laughs> I still really like it. <laughs> you like it's it? Jam. I it's fun well, because I haven't listened to it a ton. Yeah. Obviously, I'm familiar with it. It was a fucking hit, but yeah. like, I haven't listened to it. To I'm death. tired. So of like, it. Yeah. I when when I sort of rediscovered it this week I was like oh fuck yeah this song so it's still probably like yeah. one of my when favorites. I heard that song it was like oh no this oh. song but it's like <laughs> unfortunately it's like the only thing that's saving this record honestly you might be right there because like do it again is very like atypical it's so boring 12 a.m. we go to the club you know it's just like one of those kind of like yeah like timestamp ramp yeah like oh. Sorry, you finish. Volume 3 was more so him trying to get the street hits and stuff like that, it appears to me. Like, I'm not the biggest fan of Volume 3. Uh-huh. Like, it has a couple moments. I like So Ghetto personally. Okay. That's, um, I, I see that. I yeah. like So Ghetto personally, but... I kind of like Come and Get Me because I like the bravado of it. Like, it's very daring. Okay, but this has things that you do on it. Oh my god. So, are you familiar with Shitty Flute? Are you familiar with this YouTube channel? <laughs> where they just do, like, oh, shitty, yeah, yeah, flute versions of songs? Like, when I hear the fucking Swizz Beats beats to the fucking things you do with Mariah Carey, boo 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 and it's just like, well, how is this a song? And, like, I told Taryn earlier in Research Week, I'm like, are my ears just, like, not ready for fucking 1999 rap beats? And the thing is, like, holy shit. I've made no secret that I hate Mariah Carey, but I will also <laughs> say that she when she like actually fucking sings she is very talented mm -hmm. the problem is that about 70% of the time she's giving one of these yeah. <laughs> and so when you're getting when you have just like this shitty flute beat with like her whispering on top of it it doesn't even matter what Jay does yeah. like the song oh, is lost and, even and again going back to the whole Timbaland making bad beats for Jay Z or like lesser beats or whatever Snoopy track is on there yeah. with a juvenile <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm glad you guys are the ones yeah. doing this. So okay, I don't, yeah. I don't give a Holy heat because shit. I'm going, absolutely <laughs> we're, we're in agreement yeah. on, and right. I'm not a. Yeah. Uh, well, like, I don't need to talk about it. I, I just great. Don't like can it. we? Are we Magna Carta Holy Grail? Oh yeah, number twelve. Number that's 12, that's so easy. Volume that's three, so number eleven. Easy. How do you feel about that, Shannon? Oh, I, I agree with that. Okay, good, great. Because oh, this is where I'm, it gets difficult. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I'm really number twelve, Magna Carta. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. All right, number ten, Taryn O'Reilly, dear friend and student scholar of pop music. What would you nominate? Oh gosh, give me a second. Them. Okay. Those I had those two so solidly in my mind. <laughs> and I'm like so at this point, it's unfortunately the later era. Mm-hmm. And for me it's between like Kingdom Come and Blueprint Three. Okay. Uh, uh, oh. Mm. Oh. That's very interesting. Yeah. Okay. Walk us through a little bit of your thoughts there. So, Kingdom Come, I just, there's a lot of, like, just meh songs on here. Mm-hmm. Like, what was it? Oh, Do You Want a Ride with John Legend. Oh, yeah. like, the only Kanye I production on the whole song. album. You yeah. do? Yeah. Oh, I love, okay. Oh. I love, but I want to let you get your opinion out. Yeah. And I will counteract, because to okay. be clear, for me, the next two slots, for me, would be these two. Oh wait, really? Really? Yes. Really? These would be the next two for me. Well, I might slip in. It'll be between three. Okay. There's one other that could be in with these three. Great. Okay. We'll talk about these and then you would. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So Kingdom yeah. Comes the album where he falsely says forty is the new thirty, and that's just a fucking lie that he does not need to perpetuate. <laughs> this one too. To audiences. Like, I I think Hollywood is a really fun song, but it's basically a Beyonce song, let's be real. Yeah. Beat, vocal, I mean, she sings like yeah. half, half of it. I mean, he kind of needed it. Right. Well, right. <laughs> I mean, especially yeah. when you look at what else is on this record. They're right. like, the, the title track has some fun production on it, but it doesn't quite have the impact I think it's trying to. I will say that across his across the board, if he has an opening song called Interlude or Prelude, I'm probably into it, just like beat wise mm-hmm. alone. He because knows, the prelude here he is knows, fucking great. Yeah. He knows how to fucking set the stage for his records. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But honestly, those are like I don't really have any highlights on. What, th- what do you think of Show Me What You Got? AKA Jay Z Goes Vegas. Yeah, you know. Which feels like a pose he was just leaning towards for the <laughs> longest time. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. It's it's neither a, a positive. I feel or like negative. literally if Jay Z did a residency at any sh- any Vegas casino, that would be the song he opens with every <sighs> but single night. This was night. also like Beach Chair with Chris Martin. <laughs> I kind of like that. I'm really? not gonna lie. I, like I do. Beach chair. <laughs> yeah, like so the, and the fact that Chris Martin was the producer on that is yeah. like whoa. Uh, like it's, I kind of like there's a little bit of an emotive aspect to it, which is like interesting. I think he uses Chris Martin well. That I think it's mm-hmm. actually a surprisingly successful feature. I'm just blown away that Lost One, the one with who is that. Chris, 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 Michelle. Chris at Michelle. That's a Dr. Dre beat. Dr. Dre, like Timbaland, has a beats throughout the Jay-Z landscape, which I'm like, you really? You produced that? Like, not in a good way. Like, it's just kind oh, you of don't like, like Lost One? Lost One's fine. You know, like, for me, personally. Like, it's, it's just interesting <laughs> because you gotta keep mind. Shannon's so confused yeah, I mean, right no, no, now. No. But no. the thing is, I think for people to know, the Black album in 2003, that was Jay-Z's retirement album. He let mm-hmm. people know he's going away. Like, and oh, that's so- the thing. And so, like, it was kind of a last gasp. A lot of people were just like, oh, shit. He had that film, Fade to Black. He closed mm-hmm. out Madison Square Garden. Then randomly put up the fucking R. Kelly albums afterwards. And then he was made president of uh, Def Def Jam. Jam at that point. So it's just like, all right, Jay-Z done he's just gonna be a label guy now that's fine and then like oh shit he's back and i feel like that's one of the biggest things about kingdom come is that even when you just look at it in the sense of all those other albums there's kind of a little bit of a disappointment because like you're back he's finally this is what you're trying to say this is the album that you want to come back on like it's i also feel like it just has like especially after just blaze and kanye both knock it out of the park on the black album you look at their beats on Kingdom Come and you're it just like doesn't hold up. Mm-hmm. You know, not in the same way that like you you've come to and especially over the years we've come to expect great productions from right. both of those people. And I feel like they just don't quite show up on this album. I'm not sure why. Mm. So who but, shows up on Blueprint 3? I who yeah, <laughs> great question. Who shows up? Alicia Keys does. Um uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A duck does on Run This Town. Also, Rihanna sounds like she doesn't want to be there. She Rihanna always sounds, sounds like, though. That's Okay, thing. that's yeah. not true. Just, like, most of the time. Yeah. But it definitely... Run This Town... Her take on Run This Town, to me, sounds like she 
was working on it with Kanye before she knew it was going to be a Jay-Z song. And, like, she should have tried harder. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, like, maybe she, she recorded the vocals before the beat was done. Yeah. And she didn't realize the song it was going to turn into. Yeah. Like, it just... Yeah, it I, I could have done without Rihanna yeah. on this song. What do you think of the sound? Okay, so this is the conflict. This is where my argument from earlier stemmed from. It's the gift from. and the curse. It was between Kingdom Come and Blueprint 3. Now, for me, if you would have asked me this same question four years ago, uh-huh. I would have been like, Kingdom Come is the worst Jay-Z album. Uh, yeah. But I actually don't hate this album. Okay. Like, it's in my mind. And then I can I can run through the things that I like about the album. The, pre, the prelude is dope. I like Show Me What You Got. I appreciate, I really, like, Lost Ones is one of my favorite Jay-Z songs, period. Oh, wow. Okay. Lost Ones, because that's the first time now, mind and do you. you want to ride, yeah. Right, now, mind you, this is at a time where Jay-Z was still, like, this mythical thing. Like, we don't hear anything about him or his personal life as much. He's made some personal songs, but for the most part, especially when it comes to him and Beyonce, mm-hmm. you don't know anything. Right. Mm-hmm. But Which this they, song, yeah. he was so revealing. He talked about his, his, uh, his nephew dying in the crash, mm-hmm. and it was a car that he bought, so he kind of battled with, like, I'm kind of responsible for it in a weird sense of a way yeah. and then talking about you know the struggle between him and Beyonce and her stardom and him on the relationship and this is like this was the first sign of I'm I've matured like I'm kind of past just the drug talk just you know just yeah. that stuff like I'm, I'm evolving more as an artist mm-hmm. a big knock at Jay-Z early on was that like he kind of stayed in his pocket as a rapper the first time he really branched out into something different was Hard Knock Life uh, Volume 2 mm-hmm. when he came out with the Annie samples and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, but on Kingdom Come, it, for me, it was like, this is a like, different Jay-Z. It's not just the Kingpin anymore. Not just a lyrical miracle. Now, granted, it's very clear he was off his... He wasn't in rare form. Like, yeah. yes. like rapper-wise, he was not the Jay-Z that we're used to. It was an album. But it was an album. And I feel it like... It should have been an event. And, I, an and in my mind, I feel like it was... An effort, uh-huh. like, and I, I enjoy, like, I enjoyed Beach Chair, mm-hmm. I enjoyed Lost Ones, I enjoyed, um, I liked Hollywood. Yeah, no, they're definitely Minority some... Report. I think was a horrible miss. I feel like for yeah, him trying to be like, yeah, yeah, talking yeah. about the government I, response I to Katrina like, is. I like what it's trying. To yeah, I like, I, I like the message. Right. I like the message. Yeah, but very frequently, there's a lot of times where I like the message, and he doesn't always stick the landing in certain degrees. Mm-hmm. But real quick, Shane and Blueprint Three. Okay. I hate Def Auto Tune. Everyone loves that song. Everyone loved Wait, it when it came out. Everyone loves it. I, everyone, no one in this room does. You know, everyone liked Def Auto Tune when it came out. It was, a, it was a big song when it came out. Yeah, because I feel like, especially at the time, Auto Tune was still pretty prevalent. So for Jay-Z, of all people, to declare death of it, there was more of oh, like, yeah. uh, like a. Yeah. You know, I feel like it was more representative of other things. 2009 was the height of mm-hmm. And that and he was sick of hearing it, too. Yeah. So, like, I gave him credit for at least standing up. For at least, like, standing up for Right, but I feel like that's the thing. A lot of people associate him with, like, he's the guy who took a stance instead of necessarily, it's a great song. Like, no, it's not. I don't I don't like that song. Um, But this is where some of the conflict for me, because after my argument earlier with my friend, it kind of made me reevaluate some things a little bit. Because there's a, a couple songs on here that I re-listened to. I'm like, I actually like these more than I okay. thought I did. Shannon, can we have a moment right yes. now? Yes. What, what do you think of On to the Next One? I, oh my god, I'm so tired of that damn song. I hate that song. I, I, that's like... <laughs> I. And the thing is, I don't necessarily hate the beat, but it's just like... I fucking love that like, song. Do I you? Feel, I, I hate do. that song. Really, Taryn hates it just with an absolute I passion. Yeah. I hate it. I, no, I know. I hate it. I'm... I, podcast i hate it chartographers listening i hate that song like please know that i do not like that song if that song was a person i would not like that person right wow okay okay fair fair and clinical analysis would you say that you would hate them yes because i hate hate yeah, featuring Kanye West. Featuring Kanye West off the blueprint i think look look you see i think i think it's rich I think it's rich to have Death of Autotune <laughs> on the same album where you Thank have you. hate Thank where Kanye's yeah. using like the full keyboard yeah. Bony Vera. And then you have the, and, but see, then you think about all of that, you think about So Ambitious featuring Pharrell. I really feel like Blueprint 3 was him like a very specific I'm going for the top 40 kind of yeah. thing. And that's, I feel like, and, yeah. And that was my issue with the album. It sounded way too I'm chasing the radio. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then Magna Carta was even worse on that. Yeah, like, Except way Bandit Carter failed at that. Right. Right. Exactly. And, and like and I think I think Blueprint 3 charted 
as far as like outreach without, I mean, granted, you know, Michael Carter had the, the the deal with Samsung, so yeah. he's gonna do good regardless. Yeah. But it's like, eh, I'm just wasn't. That's why I appreciate Kingdom Come a little bit more. It's because while it wasn't the str- the strongest Jay Z we've experienced, it was like he took he he gave us more of himself with songs like Lost Ones. I love Beach Chair and things like that. Um, I love Kingdom Come. Now, granted, I definitely dis uh, forty was never the new thirty. Right, but. Okay. That song was literally made as a response to Jim Jones, who was dissing him because he was old. Right. So a lot of the reason why I feel like this album was how it was is because it's like, these rappers don't remember I'm Jay-Z. Well, yeah. And but the- when he did it, it was like, well, you're not the Jay-Z you once were right. because you've been so kind of out of tune. Okay. I feel like he made Kingdom Come because he felt like he needed a comeback, not because he was inspired to have one. Well, it's a, it's a bit of both. I yeah. feel like it's a bit of both because his inspiration for coming back was to prove to people that I'm still Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. But he was kind of off his mark some. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, all Jim Jones did for like a whole year was talk about him being old. Like, yeah. that was it. And it was funny. And look and at pop- him now. <laughs> hey, but the thing is, I really feel like, and we'll get into this later, especially in the part two episode, but I really feel like Jay-Z is best when he is inspired or when he's like pushing back against something. Mm-hmm. I really feel like Reasonable Doubt is good because like he's hungry. He wants to prove himself. Yeah. He has a song in the Notorious B.I.G. where they are like going <laughs> at it. Right there. Uh, I feel like Blueprint was a response to maybe all of the volume like criticisms there of just like I am gonna prove that yeah. I am the greatest no matter what. Like it's like whenever something like inspires him, when a movie American Gangster inspires him, it really like yeah. gets him going. And so that's why like for him to like be inspired to go over the top forty, fine or whatever, but like it's, it, if it doesn't work, yeah. it, 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 it was just I know. too pop. And, and I will Get say too pop. So it's a two-person podcast now. Uh-huh. Uh, is, uh, I will say, though, it. it's one of the things. Like, in I, the, in, I felt like Blueprint Three. I felt like I kind of enjoyed it for being the pop thing that it was. But after talking to you guys, I think like I don't really have much of an argument to stand on. I'm just more surprised more than anything else that Blueprint Two hasn't come up yet. Personally, really? Oh, okay. See, okay. First really? of all, that surprises me too. Really? That surprises. And, and I will tell you, okay. I will tell you why when we get to that album. Because personally, for me, if Blueprint, if Blueprint Two condensed itself, it could have been one of his greatest albums of all time. You mean Blueprint Two Point One? Exactly. <laughs> like because Blueprint Two was so long, it had so many misses on it. In between so many hits on the mark, but I would put it. I wouldn't even. I was not thinking Blueprint Two at all. I would uh, put an album before both of these. Okay, so at the very least, though, can we say number ten, Blueprint Three, number nine? No. Oh no, I would put an album Shannon before has that, those. Oh, Volume One would go before those. Oh, oh, interesting. Not a big fan. Uh, not a big fan of Volume One. I. Okay. I'm so surprised. So, that. um, the city is mine, featuring Blackstreet. Probably one of my favorite Jay-Z songs. Not necessarily lyrically, mm-hmm. but I just, I love the production on there. It's like, it's it's the sort of thing that wouldn't show up until like much later in his career. Like, because volume two and three were so like bare bones, late 90s, like gangster rap productions like, but City Is Mine is a lot more, like, it's pop, frankly, and in a way that he wasn't, like, comfortable doing again for another couple of years. I also really like Lucky Me. Lucky I me, think yeah. Streets is, watch- Streets is Watching is solid. I mean, it also has I Know What Girls Like, which is pretty One of terrible. the worst, one of the worst songs. Pretty and listen, the, wa- <laughs> the original Waitress's song that they sample on there is, like, kind of iconic, but, like, it's been interpolated so many times so terribly, this being the worst example of it. Genuinely, though, one of my highlights off of Volume 1 is Rap Game Crack Game, because I love the way that he kind of basically is telling how he's gaming, or at least playing the industry, much as how he, what he was right, doing in the streets. Right. I actually, when he was slinging rock, right. as they say. But the thing is that, like, <laughs> I really... I really kind of appreciate that. And for me, like, I know this is Puff Daddy that's taken over a lot of the production duties on this album. I think he plays it pretty well because I think Puff Daddy is worse when he's obvious, when he just so blatantly grabs a fucking 80s song and just has someone sing, which he does for a lot of his other things, even though I really like Faith Evans, everything he does with her, but whatever. It's its own separate (laughs) issue. I never knew. I love that song. Well, yeah, I mean that's like an all timer. All right, but I don't know. For me, for me, Volume One, like I don't know. I got more out of. I got more enjoyment out of listening because again, you know, this is pretty much a ranking kit. So right. there's gonna be different opinions, and I'm I'm fine with conceding 
Um, but just for me personally, as a fan of music, I got more enjoyment out of both both Kingdom Come and Blueprint Three than I did out of In My Lifetime Volume One. Yeah. And again, yeah. It, it could it could be it could be a victim of time and things like that because Fair. again, I wasn't big on volume. I didn't get big on Jason until Volume Two. Oh. Okay. So and I didn't even listen to a reasonable. You love that Annie song. Yes, I love that Annie song, and I didn't even really like even Reasonable Doubt and stuff like that. I didn't really pick up on that. Like really, really, I've heard it. But I didn't really re-listen to it until like my college and things like that. When I was like at my most, I need to dissect lyrics. Like, what are you saying? What are you saying that doesn't mean what it means? It means something else. Right. So like that's when I was really into like my lyrical miracle rap artists and stuff. And so when I finally was, but I was like Jay Z's like he's a god. But at the time for, for Volume One, it was just like even revisiting it, just like it's cool. Like I don't think it's and that's what's weird. Maybe that's not the right to even rank it below those. But for me personally, it's not that it's bad the album's horrible anything like that me personally i just found more enjoyment in what i took from kingdom come and blueprint 3 see i gotta disagree and and again that's that's fine and again like i know my opinion especially especially on the later oh y'all think this is crazy (laughs) but like again for me as a music listener i i tend to gravitate towards what kind of captures me when i'm listening right and i'm wasn't and everyone loves streets is watching streets and watching is like a cult classic for Jay Z fans, mm-hmm. I was not a big fan of it. it I don't, even the movie it was terrible acting. What Jay Z is a terrible actor. But... It was terrible acting. <laughs> it was it just wasn't for me. Yeah, but I can concede to that. But that's what I would. Think. I would say let's vote for Blueprint Three at number ten and Kingdom Come at number nine. Would you say? Sure. Okay, just because I want to kind of get those out of the consideration right, right now. We could talk about Volume 1, certainly. I'm just, I'm just, I guess I'm just a little surprised that that's the one that you'd come up with yeah, next. Well, because, because least, I yeah. like Volume 1 more than I like Volume 2. What? What? All right, well, okay, let's talk about, walk us through Volume 2 a little bit, Shannon. What was your opinion? Because this is the one that you came in to do. Yeah, so I did. It was, you came in in the era, too, right? Yeah. When it came so out. this is, all, when this came out, this is when I caught up to it. Okay. And, I mean... I don't know if Jay-Z has had a bad intro or anything like that. I love the intro. I love the Annie song. Like, everyone does. I don't. Um, And while I like the Originator 99, Jigga What, Jigga Who, only because of uh, I I like the fast flow with Jazzo and everything like that. Uh, This is is when I had the song with Emil. When we introduced the Ja Rule, I love that song. (laughs) I love love Jigga What, Jigga Who. I I mean, like, is it... I oh my think, god, Reservoir I think the Dogs. Beat, I love I think the Can I Get a What What? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. 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 That one? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Then, I and then this, love that and, one. And I guess I like this album because this was at a time where Jay-Z was rapping with the fellow juggernauts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, prior to, you didn't really see like... I mean, granted, Jay-Z has kind of done that even on Reasonable Doubt because he did the song with Biggie. But this right, is right. at that time, the juggernauts... So Ja Rule was the upcoming juggernaut. Right. The two juggernauts at the time was Jay-Z and DMX. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they were making music together and it was gritty, it was hard hitting. This was around the time they went on tour and did the probably arguably one of the best hip hop tours of all time, uh, the Hard Knock Life tour that had Method Man, Red Man, oh, had uh, we were just talking about them earlier with Sticky Fingers, Onyx had Onyx on it, had you know Rockefeller, had everybody, had everybody. Everybody was on this tour, and it was just like so. It's just then you they're making music together, and then I love the features with DMX, I love the features with Ja Rule on here. I even like the feature with Too Short because I at this time I wasn't the biggest Too Short fan, yeah, but I like a week ago. It's just like I don't know this this album, and again, this is probably because I discovered this is mm. kind of made me really discover Jay Z. I loved it. I will say, I do like a lot of the verses on here. Yeah. I think that especially I I'll I'll give you that compared to in my lifetime I think the verses on Hard Knock Life are better but I think that the hooks are weaker and that's why I usually go back. I think that Money Cash Hose is lazy <laughs> and I think I I I'm not going to I disagree. I think the verses are good but like I just roll my eyes when they get to that chorus and like I, that happens a couple times on here. Also, why did we need a sequel of Coming of Age? Now that okay, is that is my biggest happening? that is my biggest issue. I don't think Coming of Age ever needed, needed a sequel. Okay, yes. and the sequel did not live up to the original because the original was so like ah, this is good. This is so creative. I didn't I didn't like the sequel. Right, and the thing is, I mean, I still I mean, yeah, 
That's fine. The original, <laughs> I, I mean, I love the original and the fact that he's just giving so much like fatherly advice. It's just mm. like I'm rearing you up. I'm showing you what it, what is what, and it's just like there's something like nice to see about that. There's like friendship. There's bonding. Mm. There's like aspects on here. So I don't necessarily hate it, but I feel like Volume Two is very much still, to a degree, a street pop album. It is one that very much you know kind oh, of like yeah. It was definitely I'm gonna make the street records, but hey. Hey, industry, like, mm-hmm. you hear this? <laughs> Annie, like, I know, yeah. Like, I got everybody. The Annie one is just feels like such a misnomer throughout all of it. And weirdly enough, I guess apparently he was nominated for a Grammy for that song, mm-hmm. but he refused to attend the ceremony because DMX also did not get nominated. And this, mm-hmm. of course, is, what was it, 1999? So this is 1998, so this is right around uh, Ride or Die, Rough Riders Anthem era. Yeah, well, this, is when, this is when Stop. DMX was, was the top. Yeah. Even over Jay-Z, in my opinion. He, he, had, in he had five number one albums in a row, which is just like, blows Damn. my mind because really? he is not good. You know you what know, I don't, I have yet to hear, I mean like. I love DMX. Yeah. Oh, oh, DMX. He has a very different yeah. style. He's not typical like any other rapper at mm-hmm. that time. Like, I don't even necessarily know what his influences were or anything like that. But he was pretty offshoot. So like if, I can definitely understand, especially like if you're revisiting and stuff and you're, like, you have an idea of what rappers rap like and things yeah. like that. Hearing that, it's so far left, you just, like, it sounds kind of weird. But those albums, I love those albums. Dark and Hell is Hot. Like, what? Like, DMX goes up there for me in, like, my list. When it comes to the greatest artists, when you talk about top twenty after it's all said and done, DMX is up there for me personally. That's amazing. Yeah. All right. So you were so as soon as he does a collaboration with Jay Z, you're like, oh, oh yeah, you're there. Absolutely. Yeah. I know. So here's the here's the question then: Are we really having a discussion between Volume One, Volume Two at this point? Because honestly, and I'm gonna bring it up again. Blueprint two still is sticking There's out there for me. There's some great shit on Blueprint. Yeah, and, but see, that's the that's the problem with Blueprint two because it's, it's such a long album and it has good moments, but it has some very and you bad have to weigh both of them together. I know yeah. there might be some highlights on there comparative to the other ones, but God, the bad ones. I, honestly, I think Blueprint two is is a better record than you're giving it credit for. Like, is it coming up soon? Sure, but I think that Volume one and two are absolutely below it. We can talk about it if you really want to. Yeah, I'm gonna like fight. You can to you can fight for Hobie thing. Baby as hard as you want. Hobie right? Baby is perfectly fine. It okay? is a fucking stupid ass Hobie terrible Baby song. Is amazing. Oh my god! Really? Right. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right, let's talk about it. We're I mean, about come it on, Hobie Baby is like it's just it's oh goofy. It's like he's rapping though. Yeah. Yeah, it's he, Hobie, he gives baby. some great performance. Uh, the, the Watcher. He's, I'm so far ahead of my time. I'm about Rich. to start another knife. Look behind you. I'm about to pass you. Like, those lyrical gymnastics, uh, gymnastics he's doing on Hobie, baby. No, they are like, lyrical gems, though. They're gymnastics, so I get it. It's fine. <laughs> it's just like, what? Like, Jay-Z really... Honestly, can I be honest here? Okay. I don't like 03 Bonnie and Clyde. I really don't. Okay. Exactly. I, don't, I don't understand that. I don't. I'm not like. There are so many Jay Z Beyonce collaborations. You, at this point, that, like, yeah. I, yeah, that's on the it lower. It like doesn't even reach the top ten of those right? for me. Yeah. But it's still it's good enough. I think him singing that chorus and what kills me. All I need in his life is sin. I'm like, okay, you can stop now. I mean, the re- I, with that song, <laughs> the reason why I wasn't the biggest fan of that song is because I know that Tupac wasn't the biggest Jay-Z fan at the time. Like, before he passed and stuff like that. Because, you know, with the East Coast, West Coast thing. Right, right, right. So, I always find it odd when artists would do or redo some of the work that Tupac has done previously, knowing that he was not a fan of them. Same thing with Nas. When Nas was on that Thug's Mansion song yeah, off yeah. of that Resurrection album. And it's just like, yo, Pac really, like, he didn't like you. Yeah. Like, I just find it weird to... Go back and make remake songs from classic songs and stuff like that because that's from a Tupac song. Yeah. So I, I mean, it's cool though. Like I don't hate it, but I'm not like when I think of Jay Z, even Jay Z and Beyonce's his. I'm not going back to that song yeah. personally. That, that might be the first time you really heard it, but it's not like that's not high on my list or anything. Yeah. Like Isn't that. the Talking Head sample on here? Yeah, I, believe I forget so. which song it is. Me too. But it's on here. Yeah, I think it's on Fuck All Night. If I'm not mistaken. No, no, because that's a. That's different. Yeah. It's not fuck all. I night. will say Although I do like fuck all. Night. You know what I do like on here though, and here's the thing. I'm saying this because I wouldn't say there's necessarily the worst songs on here. Although a ballad for the fallen soldier, I don't know what the fuck is happening on that. Or too many hoes. Like that's fun, but like also <laughs> yeah, like it's fun. you know yeah. The thing is like I feel like even the songs, the songs were like on other albums, I'd be annoyed because the production wasn't up to snuff. On here, I'm just like yeah, it's it's fun. It's, it's fun it's, enough. It's like right. I don't need to listen to it a ton, but it's not like yeah. 
Oh God! Diamonds is forever. Well, uh, that's that's, that's okay. pretty bad that's for me. Um, you know, here, okay. So here's the thing. I do have some highlights on here. I do feel like it should at least be in the conversation. For me, popping tags. Yeah. Big, big boy bodied him. Big oh boy bodied Daisy. Yeah. Big absolutely. boy bodied Daisy. Yes. I would yeah. say. Honestly, I think Jay-Z picks pretty shitty collaborators I would overall. Agree. 100%. And I think part of that is so he does not get bodied. He gets bodied, <laughs> in my opinion, twice in his discography. By Big Boy and by Eminem. And, like, across we'll talk, the we'll, board... We, we will talk about that. Across the <laughs> we, board, we will talk about I think that. the rest of the time, when he has a guest, his guest, like, shows up and you're like, I kind of wish Jay-Z was still rapping. Yeah. It, it, Shannon, do you agree with that? Or do you feel like he's been bodied other times in his discography? Uh, I feel like he's been bodied other times. I have a different take on Renegade. Uh-huh. Um, but again, we'll get to that when we get to that album. Okay, that's perfectly, um, perfectly fine. Renegade! Um, yeah, the chorus is something to be desired. <laughs> uh, also, um, uh, you know what other song I kind of liked in here? Uh, I kind of like Meet the Parents, because like yeah. that was like, for him to... I feel like the Blueprint 2 is still at a very much an expansive... I feel like it's still kind of in the discussion of what a pop album is for him. <laughs> but I will say that it's nice to hear him not only go uh, still be that hood, but also to actually talk about something, an emotional story, and like really invest in it. And like I like that's probably one of the more tear-jerking, one of the more like horrific mm. stories that he's ever heard. And it's on this very bloated, very super extravagant album here. Like, there's enough things to like off Blueprint 2. I feel like there's just so many other songs on here. There's just like, and maybe they're, they're not the worst songs. Right, they're so kind of like whatever. Right. And there's the thing a lot is of filler. That, right, and the thing is that, but like, and as much as we think about the highlights, the filler does have to be consideration because we're considering the both albums as a whole, you I, know? Mm. Yes, agreed, but I still think that Volumes 1 and 2 have worse songs than what's on Blueprint 2. Okay. I I think just just beat-wise across the board, Blueprint 2 is more interesting. It's more innovative. I Is it as good as the original Earth, Wind, and Fire? No, but As One is a <laughs> is fucking... Is it good as the original Blueprint? Is it, Fuck no. Well, right. Obviously yeah. not. Yeah. That's why we're talking about it now. But, like, As One is a really fucking fun little posse song. It's... I, I love the original thing it samples, but it mm. does, it does, they add just enough to it to like really pump it up. Ugh. And and I did it my way. Ugh. Like, it's one of the things oh, like, yeah. Yeah, he couldn't get Sinatra, so he sampled Paul Anka, which is just like sad. <laughs> I know. It's like, hey, listen, that's not a good substitute. I no, it's not. Yeah. And like, I feel, I understand what he's trying to do there. I don't think he lands. Oh, I, I hate really the don't. Lenny Kravitz collab. The, 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 the features the fucking cake sample. And it's fucking cake they're sampling, which blows my goddamn I just, mind. I just think that Lenny Kravitz... I don't know, Lenny Kravitz is like, tone doesn't fit his. It's not that I think the the song is bad, I just, just think... It I just mesh. don't think they were a great choice. Well, because Jay-Z, he showed up on uh, Lenny Kravitz's Storm around this time, too, mm-hmm. when he was doing his big comeback thing, yeah. which I kind of was down with. But, yeah, I don't know. Shannon, you had your personal druthers. Number eight, what would it be? For me, yeah. You said volume one, right? I was thinking volume one, but now that we're having this discussion, yeah, this is this is this is why this podcast I know. is so you're, good. You're, it changes to while mm-hmm. you think about it, like especially with Blueprint two because of so many hit misses at the same time. But it's hard for me to put that under. Yeah, I, def- I this is what I will say. I definitely can't put it under volume two for me personally. But it, it's hard for me to argue. That's a hard argument for Volume 1 versus Blueprint 2 for me personally. Like, I I don't think that Blueprint 2 should be above anything else we haven't mentioned yet. Exactly. I think that it is... Like, I, I feel like we're these talking about albums the right we're talking place, about are in the right place. The, the exact three spots. Right. Three but, okay, so okay. for me, I would put Volume 2 at 8, Volume 1 at 7, and Blueprint 2 at 6. Shannon? Can you say that from moment they said volume one? I would say... Or volume, volume, <laughs> volume, two, say at volume eight, two at eight, volume, volume one, one at seven, seven, and blueprint two at six. See, I, but I'm, 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 we can move that around a bit. Right, because honestly, I, I personally also like blueprint two at six. Okay. But you think Man. that volume one below volume two? That's rough. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with, I'm fine yeah. with doing volume one lower, because honestly, they're pretty close. They're pretty close. That's so, I, I, I would agree with that. Okay. Well, in that case, guys, uh, let's go ahead, let's lock it in, and I kind of actually can't believe we've made this much progress uh, so far. Uh, Guys, here's what we have so far when it comes to the official ranking on the Chartographers. It is number 12, Magna Carta Holy Grail, number 
11, Volume 3, Life and Times of S. Carter. Number 10, The Blueprint 3. Number 9, Kingdom Come. Number 8, In My Lifetime, Volume 1. Number 7, Volume 2, A Hard Knock Life. And number 6, The Blueprint 2, The Gift and the Curse. That leaves us with, holy shit, these five albums. I can't believe we're going to talk about these five albums. I can. But guys, guess what? These five albums that we have left, we're going to talk about in our part two episode, which is coming up right after this, because we need a fucking break before we talk <laughs> about these five albums. In the meantime, though, Shannon. <laughs> yes. Thank you for being here. Thank you very much. Absolutely. I appreciate it. So realistically, the last these five albums is what I'm here for. Like, no, right, exactly. exactly. This, is, this, this, I, like, no. this is going to be... So yeah. I think it's pretty incredible to me, how clear of a dividing line there is in this discography. We just got through the lower albums, the lesser albums, and now we're talking about his masterpieces. Yes. Like, there's a very, very clear divide between quality. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how they are fully spread out through his entire career. Yes. Yeah. Like, that's the thing is, like, we can talk about his weaker songs on, like, some of the things we put at 12 and 11, but... He still bounced back from that. Yeah, exactly. Every time Constantly. he put out, yeah. every time he put out a shitty record, he bounced back and gave us a yep. masterpiece. And that's what I love about. Like honestly, these last five albums to me, all of these are classic hip hop albums. Completely. It's just how you feel where you align them. So this is gonna be difficult. Well. It, it's not gonna be difficult. It's well, gonna be difficult. It is. It absolutely it's gonna be difficult. It's not a different opinions. Yeah. It's not gonna be difficult in the sense that I will not be mad however it's laid out. Uh, but it will be difficult okay. in a sense for me to get over how I feel about my pick. Right. Because I'm I'm like I've argued it so much in re- like you guys don't know. Like I've argued that these five I love so much practice. in the past year that I've had so much practice. I'm just I just love hearing people's opinion on what they think these five are. So that's why it's exciting for me. All right, well, guys, it's exciting for us, too. We're not going to mention these albums that we ranked uh, on, on the next episode, so do us a favor. Find us on our fucking Facebook and leave us your ranking. We are dying to know what you think. Shannon will clap back at you and it's going to be goddamn great uh, but do that in the meantime if you also have opinions feel free to go ahead you can rank us on iTunes it helps out with the visibility of the show we're also on Stitcher and SoundCloud and all these other goddamn places so follow us let us know we want to know your thoughts we actually do we kind of care also the chartographers at gmail.com if you're a member of Rock Nation and want to email us but like actually not like but not, but not, but not like a fan of Rock Nation like I want you to be like really a part of the organization that you can email us that, that's okay if you I, ask they're never going to do it I know but in the meantime though keep on listening because you know that will be. Have a good one, guys. Goodbye! the heat of the moment, I thought that I could myself. Uh, Shannon, say something. Something! Do not the hustle for you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, cool.